Welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba House of Team Reba, Remax Metro Eastside. And I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. Happy weekend. <laughs> happy weekend. You sound like a little goat there for a second. Why? Because I'm happy. <laughs> I'm always happy. Okay. Is, <laughs> is that just because the market's doing so well or because you've got good things going it's on in your life? It's just living is in it? the Northwest. It's good to be here, especially summertime. Oh, yeah. I know. Lots going on. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how it happened, but the calendar's full, like the whole summer. The calendar's just oh, full. Oh, yeah. Well, and it's flying by. Yeah, it is. I can't believe we're Almost. already more than halfway through the year. <laughs> like, we're, we're at that place. Like, sure how that happened. What just either. happened? Yeah. I know. Well, I had a, a client a slash kind of becoming a friend of mine. Um, his son recently graduated from UW. And I remember that weekend that they were doing graduations back on the 12th Yeah, um, was – it was so funny because it was like a gorgeous day and then it was crappy and it was a gorgeous day. And I said something to him because he's moving up here too. And I said, oh, yeah, it's it's good thing you guys had the good weather for that. And then the crummy stuff, and he goes, no, you know what? Every time I'm up here, it's beautiful. It doesn't matter what it is. I'm like, that is the right attitude That's for right. living in the Pacific Northwest. That's right. There's no bad weather up here. There's just the wrong clothing. Poor clothing choices. That's yes. Right. That's yeah. how I 100% am in agreement with you there. <laughs> But, but you know, it's just, it's just, I don't know. It's a, it's a great summer. I've got, I'm actually happy because this is the timing that I'm getting my boat repaired oh, so good. I can be yes. out on the water. I've been uh, remiss in enjoying it the same way you have. So, you know, I'm actually renaming uh, the boat and, Are you? and so getting ready to do that a couple weekends from now. And there's a, a process you have to follow with that. You yes. can't just put a new name on a boat that's right. bad luck right so i know, you know i need to rename uh, mine still it's too it's going to involve uh, certain beverages and you know costumes and words that you say and things like that so that should be a lot of fun i don't think i knew about the costumes is that a requirement the costumes well, or just gotta, because you guys like to dress in costume well, somebody's gotta look like king trident i suppose oh good gosh yeah. <laughs> And will that be you or give Lance? You, I'll give you that visual. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, probably me. Yeah, most likely. Not and will my, my Ellie brother. be dressed as a mermaid? Uh, uh, most likely. Oh, my God. I so need photos of this. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm not messing with fate. You know, when we rename I, a boat, we're going to do it right. You know, you got to be you got to be careful about these sort of things. You have to bust a bottle of... Of uh, bubbly on the, off yes. the bow, you know. Yes. Don't worry, I got a bag. We'll catch all the glass. We'll okay, be good, good on all of that. Yeah. But it can't be cheap stuff either because they know down there. You yeah, know, they, you gotta, they know the good stuff. Oh, yeah, they know the good stuff. So They've had the Titanic down there, so they know. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, they use cheap cheap stuff on the Titanic. <laughs> Look what happened to them. Yeah. Oh, I'm not my going gosh. down. I'm not going down that path. Get it. Oh, yeah. my. Anyway. Uh, and you're going to segue that into what? <laughs> no, no, I just, just um, I hope everybody's, you know, enjoying the Northwest. You know, we're still in the midst of a massively crazy market, overheated. Don't I know it. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of the weather. Mm-hmm. And there's the common dilemma that comes up with folks, you know, that especially as we have a, a population that's aging. You know, do I stay in my home? Do I sell it? Mm-hmm. Do I downsize? Do I move in with my kids? Yeah. You know, there's all these different questions. All of these are options. <laughs> they, they, are, they are. And and as our market continues to accelerate, uh, I don't really see that slowing down. How about you? No. 
Yeah. Don't see that slowing down one iota. I mean, they're talking a lot now, too. I mean, you're talking about aging population, but mm-hmm. part of what's also driving this is we have this aging population that's of a very large size. Mm-hmm. And then we have a population of millennials that have all gotten to kind of the family stage. Yes. And so they're all looking. I mean, it does. It makes me laugh. Like when we made that joke about the gal who was the economist from Zillow, she's like, we're coming for your houses. <laughs> and in a way, yes, they are. Yeah, but that's true. there's just there's not enough houses for these no. two extremely large groups, mm-hmm. you know, so it's, you know, we're still going to have it. And as we've talked about on the show many, many times, we've got the shortages in building and construction and everything else that's happening right now. So, no, mm-hmm. I don't see it. It's not going to get quiet anytime soon, unless, of course, rates go like wild on us, which which we don't anticipate. We, we really don't. We really don't. We, we think that they'll they'll continue to, you know, maybe drift up a little bit as, mm-hmm. as we get into the year, but but not in any kind of a crazy level. Yeah, um, there are uh, lots of economists out there that are kind of warning the, the, the bells on inflation. Inflation will typically cause interest rates to rise. Uh, although then once they do, then it slows the economy down and the rates will dip back, dip back, dip back down again. <laughs> say so that five times say, fast. Oh, boy, don't <laughs> eat them. Yeah. So we don't, yeah, we don't really see that happening no. market. So we still have historically low rates. We've got this market mm-hmm. that's accelerating and, and along with accelerating. And the jobs are still here. Right, right, right. I mean, along with accelerating home values, we also get accelerating expenses such as property taxes, which are based mm-hmm. on the value of a home. Yeah. And if you're a senior, even if you own your home free and clear, yeah. you know, you're still looking at increasing costs just to stay in that home. Oh, and I'm, I'm looking at, at least for the things that we have access to as the real estate agents, when I look at the realist reports and what have you, mm-hmm. looking at the percentage increase year over year. It, oh, I mean, staggering. It, it, yeah. 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 Well, I mean, it was quiet for a number of years, but yeah, it's really, really jumped up. And right. I've, as you know, I've worked with a lot of seniors in their homes that are house rich, cash poor. Mm-hmm. And those property taxes, especially if you're on Social Security, um, they eat pretty much everything you got. Right. Which is why mm-hmm. we have Janice Lehman with us today. Yes. From Homebridge Hel- Financial. Yes. Welcome once again. Thank you. Yeah, happy to have you here, Janice. I know we've had you we've had you on the show before, um, and talking about reverse mortgages. And in the last show, we worked, you know, really hard to dispel some of the myths about reverse because some some people don't understand how they work, or there's um, maybe have a bad taste. They they've heard some stories that may not be true. Um, there's also all these late night cable, you know, infomercials and things like that going on. Uh, so there, there can be a lot of misinformation out there, but it's a tool. And if the tool's used properly and correctly, it can be um, super, super helpful. So yeah. give us a quick rundown. Uh, I, I wanted to focus specifically on, on kind of using this tool for, for somebody who wants to buy a home, because you can buy a home using a reverse mm-hmm. mortgage. But let's give a quick rundown of just kind of some of the basics of how the program works, and we can kind of jump Perfect. off from there. Sure. Yeah, some of the uh, the basics are it's for people who are 62 years old and older. Uh, if they own their home, they don't need to own it free and clear. They need to have, I'd say, probably about 50% equity in it or so. Um, it's a it's a mortgage. At the end of the day, it's just a mortgage, but it has more flexibility than a traditional mortgage does in the sense that the way it's paid back doesn't necessarily have to be on a monthly basis like a traditional mortgage. It gets paid back in the end, whether uh, the homeowner sells the property or passes away. 
or <clears throat> moves and and uh, the, and it's no longer their primary residence. So that's the the biggest difference between uh, the reverse mortgage and a traditional mortgage is just the way it's paid back. The homeowner retains full title to the property, just as with any other mortgage. Um, and a deed of trust is recorded on the property to ensure payment of the note, the same as any other uh, mortgage. The bank does not own your home. Okay, gotcha. And the the interest rates on a reverse? They're very comparable um, to traditional mortgages. So the fixed rates are anywhere from, you know, the the middle 3% range up, going up from there. And the adjustables are about the same, about the 3% range or so. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so still low rates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, you take out one, if you've got a mortgage on it, it's going to pay that mortgage off. Right. You don't have to make monthly payments. You right. could. Right, yes, you could. You if can. you wanted to, mm-hmm. uh, but you don't have to. Right. And um, and then the, the balance on your loan will accrue. It's going to go up. You it know, can if, you don't, if you're not making payments if you're not to making it. Payments, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. But nobody's requiring you to make, make payments. Right. So property taxes and insurance, you, you pay separately though, correct? Yeah. The homeowner pays those. Um, you can set it up as a traditional escrow account, just like a oh. traditional mortgage. Most people opt not to do that, but you can. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't know that. What what makes the difference of why they might choose to go that direction? Um, so people who are are used to that, used to having mm-hmm. the lender pay their uh, taxes and insurance for them. And if they have some credit issues um, that are not from, you know, unforeseen circumstances, then a set aside for those taxes and insurance will be required. Okay. okay. So, so yeah. maybe less than perfect credit. Right. But there's no real qualifying, is there? No, really. The only qualifying is you've got to be at least 62 um, and have, you know, some equity in in your home. That's Mm -hmm. really all the qualifying there. You do have to prove enough income, whether that's through, you know, Social Security income or we can um, use assets as well to show enough income to keep your property taxes and homeowners insurance current okay and okay. general maintenance on the house okay. which we calculate so, at 14 cents a square foot okay so not much okay so got to show a little bit of income right and you have to take a class yeah yeah um reverse mortgage counseling is required okay on on these loans uh even prior to moving forward with the application what's the, what's the timeline for the the coursework or the counseling? It's, it, it's just a counsel, one counseling session, um, and it typically takes uh, about 60 to 90 minutes or so, depending oh. on how many questions someone has. Oops. Mm-hmm. That's, and most, that's less than our uh, homebuyers class. I know. Yeah, <laughs> and, and most of my clients do it over the phone. So there are local agencies, there are national agencies, doesn't really matter uh, who you use because 99.9% of clients do the counseling over the phone. Okay, gotcha. And and that's just to make sure they understand the program right. and how it works and and all of that. Right. Okay. Well, that's good. Okay, so what are some what are some success stories? Tell us a story. Oh boy. <clears throat> so many I'm I'm finding uh, a lot of people lately um are moving to be close to their kids and grandkids. I'm seeing a lot of that lately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um COVID I think has really even pushed that more for a lot of people. I think oh, yeah, so too. Time. Yeah. Actually, th- you know what? Before before we jump into that because we have to take a real quick Oh yeah, um, that's real quick uh, break here. 
Uh, but we've got Janice Lehman with us uh, with Homebridge Financial talking about reverse mortgages. Um, this is a really good tool, and, and we're going to give you some information that may be really helpful for you and your family. So mm-hmm. stay tuned. We've got more Open House with Team Reba when we come back. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial. And I'm Reba Haas from Team Reba. And we're here every Saturday from 2 to 3 o'clock bringing information on real estate and finance. Mm -hmm. With replays on Sunday from 3 to 4 p.m. And always on podcasts. Always. Always, always. Yeah. Which this is a show that someone's probably going to want to go and share. Like if they're listening to this and just as we were going into the break and now coming out of the break... Uh, if you're somebody who is listening to this and you have maybe an older family member who's trying to move closer to you or you know do some kind of adjustment in their life, this is a great show to share. Absolutely. And these these because these are products that are available across the United States. It's not just a Northwest no, show, right? It's, it's not just here. So they can be complex, but they're not that complex. And yeah. And they're not that scary. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, we want people here to use them, but this is information that is absolutely. national. And yeah, absolutely. So, and with us again, we got Janice Lehman. And Janice is um, one of my compatriots with Homebridge Financial. So I'm I know. Really I feel like I'm tag teamed here today. I know. <laughs> I got right. double Homebridge coming at me. <laughs> well, you're just two sides of the you. bridge. You're the two pillars with the bridge between. We are financial partners and we have uh, <laughs> money. So there you go. Okay, uh, you're a money our, bridge. Our, we're, we're, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes, that's right. We're here to solve problems. Th- that and, is exactly uh, that what is, this does. That is that is the goal. Solves a lot of problems. <laughs> so, 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 Janice, uh, just before the break, I was kind of goading you on to give us a give us a nice story. And you were mentioning a lot of a lot of folks now, seniors are wanting to move to be close to their to their families. Right, I'm seeing a lot of that actually this this year. Yeah. What are some, what's like some good examples of how, how people are using a reverse or something like that? Um, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of people who, for whatever reason, have decided that where they are, have been living for a number of years um, is not as suitable as once was, and they're deciding to move closer to kids and grandkids. I'm mm-hmm. seeing a lot of moves closer to grandkids. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, and not that that hasn't happened in the past, but I'm seeing more of it this year. Mm-hmm. A lot more of it. Are, are people um, telling you why they're... I mean, is, yeah. it, is it truly because of things like COVID people? Because I will tell you, I, I had clients that it was emotionally uh, so difficult for them to know. Because, I mean, we as an American society have really spread out. Yeah, uh, People have followed jobs and then moved away from their typical center of family. Like, right. I, my family's all in the Midwest. I mean, that's the whole thing. COVID was going on, and I had family in Colorado, Kansas, and Texas. I'm nowhere in New York, and I don't have, I'm not close to any of them. And I still remember when um, around Thanksgiving, a bunch of them all got COVID. Wow. And I thought to myself, what would I do if they ended up? I mean, one of the t- team members in my group lost two family members to COVID and he couldn't travel back to see his family. Wow. And so that, I think those moments, um, 
you know, we're just an anecdotal piece of that, but I think that has really seared home. We also have another one of our team members who's originally from China and her grandmother passed during this last year. And and because of COVID, she couldn't travel back for her grandmother's funeral. Mm -hmm. And I think that has really opened a lot of people's eyes of my connections, those really super deep, close connections. They, they, they want to reinvigorate those or re-engage into some of those. Um, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure that that's true. I've, I've heard from a number of people that, um, I mean, they don't typically tell me why, uh, they want to be closer to family and, and grand grandkids and things. But I think the isol the, the isolation that I've seen, mm-hmm. um, of course, all my clients are in their, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s, some mm-hmm. of them in their 90s. Just by um, nature of the product. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. But they've, they've, I know at least a handful who have felt so isolated and so alone that mm-hmm. that has uh, spawned their decision making. Well, it's very motivating. I, you know, I do a lot of Darren Hardy programming and we're, they have a program right now called Hero's Journey. And it's a one year program. So like every other week I'm listening to, you know, content that's all about like the EQ and what we as humans are really looking for, which is connection and validation. And when people are isolated, I mean, there's a reason why they use in prison systems isolation as a form of punishment. Mm -hmm. And so I think we have really seen um, this kind of coalesce to a place where it's I, I was just telling someone this the other day, I can't wait to see census data for the next two years about where people move to and who's moving. Oh, it's going to be immense. Yeah, yeah it's going to yeah. be a very they, interesting adjustment. I call so, it a paradigm shift. You yeah, know, what we're absolutely. Right mm-hmm. Yeah. How, how can we use a, a reverse mortgage um, to buy a home? It's called the Heckam for Purchase, or H4P, um, as we call it. And as long as somebody... Uh, has approximately fifty percent down or so okay. of the of the purchase price, then you can do the reverse mortgage as a purchase loan, as you would use a mortgage loan uh, the the same way. It works the same way. The only difference really is that um, you've got to put more down than a traditional mortgage. You know, with a traditional mortgage, you can get away with you know five percent down, ten percent down. Um, with the reverse, it's more like 50% down. Okay. Some Got people it. have that in the bank all, already. Some people sell their current home and use those proceeds to put down. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then you've got the benefit of not being required to make those monthly mortgage payments. Gotcha. So this is a potentially good option because I mean, we keep talking here on the program about how the equity growth that's yeah. been happening for like if you've been owning a home now for five or more years here, you've got a nice chunk of change that mm-hmm. you know your house has been accumulating in terms of appreciation. Mm-hmm. So if someone here is considered because we're seeing this movement um, where let's say I have a client of mine who has a you know city center you know type of place. Like I had this happen a couple of years with a client. They bought a property for me at like four hundred something thousand. Um, we sold it for seven seventy five, I think it was, mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. And then they moved over to Silverdale. 
and they got twice the size of house <laughs> right. for about two-thirds the price. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so, like, they would have been able to take that because they did. They bought it at, like, 580. So they would have had this, like, 50% down. Mm-hmm. Um, and they would have been able to go into that with potential because the husband was over 62. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he would have possibly been able to qualify for this and then they... Yeah, it preserves cash. So even if you sell a house um, and have and are sitting on a whole lot of sales proceeds, mm-hmm. and uh, one option, of course, is to pay cash for your next place. But instead of doing that, if you if you put fifty percent down instead of paying cash, follow it up with a reverse mortgage, mm-hmm. then you're hanging on to more of your cash. Yeah, I think that that's one of the things that makes the most sense because. Yeah. You know, as you know, or you know, if you're getting older, you have to be thinking about medical expenses right. and mm-hmm. everything else that goes along with that. That was the thing for me is like when someone's trying to weigh this versus a traditional mortgage. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because they're looking at I'm not going to be working in the future as because I mean a lot of people are working later, but this gives someone that flexibility that maybe right. they do make payments for a while if they're still continuing to work. Right. But then if they choose to not work later and be fully retired, then it gives them the option of like, and I don't have to make payments anymore. Is that kind of right. one of the ways that it yeah. would be beneficial? Yeah, absolutely. And help prever- preserve that cash? Yeah, because in any given month, you know, with a traditional mortgage, if you decide that, you know, this month you've got to pay for your car to be fixed because it broke down and, uh, you know, you don't want to make the mortgage payment. That's a real problem with a condition uh, with sure. a traditional uh, mortgage. That's a very big problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, right. yeah, but with the with the reverse, any given month that you don't want to make a payment, you don't have to. You're not penalized for that. What a wonderful world that would be, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Like, well, because yeah. well, when I realized I had to buy a new boat engine it was like oh that's forty three hundred dollars i wasn't planning on yeah, exactly. like ouch eh, i'll just skip my mortgage payment i'll just this go month. a few months without the <laughs> mortgage yeah, it doesn't really work that like, way does yeah it? no <laughs> okay well this is i could see why this could be uh right. quite useful and fruitful for some <laughs> yeah. people who well, want to have course. flexibility in the, you know how they live well no because i think about it even like for my mother she sold her house to her neighbor and my mom's 78 and she had equity in her home, but she ended up selling it to her neighbor uh, just because she felt trapped. Mm-hmm. And and her credit hadn't mm-hmm. been perfect for a while because the issues they went through after my dad's uh, you know hospitalization and all those things and their accident. And I, I think even though she worked in the real estate industry, I don't think she ever worked with anyone who did a reverse mortgage. No, so I, she probably wasn't even familiar with it. it. It amazes me how little knowledge there is out there, you know, yeah. on the programs, you know, short of mm-hmm. like I said earlier, late night cable, yeah, and, mm-hmm. and all of that. Um, I think it's really helpful to get the word out to real estate agents and financial advisors in particular. Yeah. Okay. So, so I'm going to go back to my practical side of it. Like, so I'm a real estate agent. I, in fact, we actually did contact you about one of our clients, but. Um, because of the the situation she's in, it didn't quite work exactly for what we were trying mm-hmm. to do with her. Mm-hmm. Um, we may still revisit that because we may be putting her place on the market coming up. Um, she's just had to, you know, she was widowed last year. She's gone through a year of grieving, f- trying to figure things out, you know, um, and, you know, there's, and she has a lot of those fear factors herself, yeah. right? 
uh, afraid of what what does it mean if I move? What does it mean? Will I will I have my family there for me? Um, you know, she and her husband didn't have children. She just has a big old parrot um, <laughs> that will live forever. <laughs> it's only 25. <laughs> so, but I mean, there's all, like all these things around it. And so if we do get her place sold coming up, um, I kind of want to revisit the concept for her of a reverse because uh, I think it could give her that flexibility so that she yeah. can preserve the cash that right. will come out of her place and um, and really give her a, a better quality of life than I think what she's been able to have over the last many years. Yeah. You know, while caretaking for a, a sick spouse and then now COVID was, I mean, it just definitely brought out the isolation for yeah. her because she was grieving during a period of isolation. And now she's got family saying, Hey, move nearby. But there's, you know, concerns in that arena too. She wants to still stay near some friends, but she's afraid she can't afford it. Yeah. And so I'm wondering if this might be a good option for her down the line. So how would I write an offer um, that would include that? And I think I'm going to have to have you answer that after we come back from some messages, because I have a feeling it's going to be longer than about 30 seconds for you to answer that for me. <laughs> Would that be about right? Um, no, you just write FHA on the contract. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, interesting. I, you know, I'm going to challenge that assumption just real quick because um, I want to I want to understand more about the process so I can explain sure. it to other agents. Because if I yeah. can explain it correctly, then I get to help you do your job of getting the word out about what this product is, right? And how it can be used. Mm. So I think it's more than just saying FHA. But we'll do more in just a moment on Open House. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. And I'm Eric Osnes. And we have Janice Lehman here, both of us from Homebridge Financial Services. Yes. You know, I'm starting to get to a place. We've done this show for so long. We're coming up on six years. I think I could say that intro. I think in my sleep, like if somebody woke me up in the middle of the night and they were like, do your promo. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I would probably wake up like up, every like, day like welcome back. welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. Yeah, <laughs> I just realized like I almost did that completely without thinking about it. <laughs> that's <laughs> it's, scary. I know, I know. it scary. is. It's like it's good because it's a rote like thing that I do, but it's also like, oh, it's so ingrained. Well, I don't know if you remember going back six years, you know, some of the first shows we do, we're watching the clock and we're our live very first show we sounded terrified. We're looking at that clock and it's like that thing is moving so fast. When will it end? Yeah. And now oh, no, we're like, mind. we can never get enough in. We I can know. never get enough in. We're running in. out of time here. Yeah. yeah, we're always doing that. But, you know, okay. So, um, so yeah, I ran out of time with my question, uh, Janice. Uh, so, okay. Yeah, you're saying I'm going to start writing an offer and it's going to say FHA. But here's what I'll tell you. Most agents, when they see FHA, the immediate assumption is it's low down payment and people with bad credit. Yeah. And so they, I, I'm saying this on purpose because I want our listeners to hear that if they are going to use this, this is the moment for someone to be educating that listing agent about what's about to happen because um, there, there are sometimes a perception around an FHA offer of like, oh, that person's not as credit worthy. And so therefore, oh, and you also, you also, they might be riskier to accept. Right. And the appraisal is going to be really, really tough. Yes. So I, I really need you to dive into that from like the real estate agent point of view. Like, 
what what should I be sharing with that listing agent about this? Because it's not the traditional FHA product that I'm normally putting in front of somebody. Right. Yeah. That's a that's a tough one as an agent. I'll I'll give you that, especially in this crazy market where mm-hmm. you're trying to be competitive and um <clears throat> I would say that, I mean, you, you can also write in HECM, H-E-C-M, which is the Home Equity Conversion Mortgage. Okay. Um, most people don't understand what that is, and they question it, um, but that is an option. The other, the other option, of course, is, is FHA. Now, on the contract, though, does it not... It, it has how much the borrower is putting down, correct? We do get to put the down payment. But yeah. what I'm saying is like sometimes they're still thinking that person may be questionable on yeah. the credit. And, some other, and so you're worried about can they get through this transaction? Yeah. Because sometimes it's not just the down payment. It's what's the credit worthiness of the individual on the yeah. other side of that, right? Yeah. What are their debt to income ratios? What are the, you know, the loan to value on this is going to be great. But are their debt to income ratios? And it sounds to me like what you're saying is that's not the issue here. Right. Yeah. No, we we don't typically have debt to income ratio issues. So um, that's an important distinction, I yeah. think, for any real estate agent working with someone using this product to really be talking about yeah. in a very useful way to, yeah. to help kind of get past that FHA mindset that a lot of agents have. Yeah. Um, I, I've also had in the past, um, actually quite often it happens on purchases where the listing agent will call me. Mm-hmm. And, we, like, and, tell we, me. and we talk <laughs> through it. Yeah, because once they, once they realize what this is um, and how and what the qualifying aspect is, mm-hmm. they're usually pretty comfortable after that. Right. Okay, so, right, because now, but you're still going to have a, a formal appraisal. Yes. And the appraisal, uh, I'm, I'm guessing that, that that's going to dictate the maximum amount of, of financing available through the, the reverse mortgage. So their down payment, we're coming in thinking, well, the amount of the down payment is going to be based on a person's age, correct? Right, but with the purchase, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't very often happen that you get an appraisal FHA or, or otherwise uh, that comes in different than the purchase price. Mm-hmm. Typically it comes in at purchase price. Yeah. Um, so unless it comes in different than purchase price, um, that's not really going to change the down payment okay. uh, because it's based on, of course, the, the price of the house, the age of the borrower and the expected interest rate. So we already know all those. We already know those three things going okay. in. You know, but we have um, a lot of situations now where because our our market is so overheated, you know, there's a list price for a home and then somebody may end up offering significantly more. Like I had just the other day, $100,000 over. There you go. You know, so if if the appraisal, let's just ask hypothetically, if the appraisal came in lower than the sale price, then is it similar to what I would do on on my standard mortgage program? Our loan calculations are be based on whichever is lower. Yes, the appraisal or the, or the sale price. Yeah, and, and okay. the buyer can decide if they want to pay that additional uh, mm-hmm. delta, you know, or not. Sure. But they're but they're not um, obligated to. So they, okay, you know, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. And uh, okay, got it. And you write an approval letter. Yes. Okay, so that goes along with the offer. So, mm-hmm. so Reba, so if you're you know got your real estate listing agent hat on, 
And uh, it's a nice hat, by the way. Big floppy one. Yeah, I've seen him in the real estate, the realtor I look pictures. adorable in those kinds of hats. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so you're sitting there. You've got your, your floppy hat on and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, your um, Gucci purse or whatever. I don't know. The typical listing agent. I've seen him on TV. <laughs> And uh, I'm going to reach across that sneeze guard and slap you. Okay. So, so, um, uh, so Janice is, is providing you, you're, mm-hmm. you're thinking about accepting this offer. You look at the offer, it says FHA on it. Mm-hmm. And, um, but Janice has got an approval letter right. to go along with it. And so, it'll say that if it's, it's, you said it's, it's required 50% down on down payments. It's about 50%. It's about yeah. 50%. Okay. Yeah, so that's, that's hefty. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. All right. What was so your question for I, me? I think. And my floppy hat. I think we're getting you in your floppy hat. You know, you're going to present it to your seller. It's like, okay, I've got four offers on this home. Mm-hmm. You know, the prices, you know, they're offering range from, from this to that. You know, three of them are, are conventional financing. One's putting 5% down. One's putting 20% down. Mm-hmm. One's putting 10% down. And then they've got this FHA. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're putting 50% down and, and it's a heck um, uh, and we're not, I mean, we're not going to say to heck with them. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. You so, know, because, because that is a significant down payment. So, I mean, if they're, if all other things, um, you know, consider are fairly similar. Um, uh, in fact, we just had this in an offer review this last week. I had mm-hmm. somebody who had this kind of roving, but very large down payment potential because mm-hmm. okay. they didn't know if they were going to get that at the asking price or up to the escalation price because yeah. we started at 775 we actually ended up at 875 oh, wow. but the initial she was at 825 and then we had people go to 850 and so there was you know so it had to kind of you know modulate a little bit but um you know i had a lot of conversations about where was that down payment coming from mm-hmm. and hers was from an inheritance we had someone else who was well qualified but with only 10 percent down they ended up going to the highest price i will say we don't always pick the highest down payment mm-hmm. um but we did do a lot of investigation and that that person who did get it at the lower down payment it was only because we did the research and found out, oh, they have a house they're going to sell, but they didn't need to be contingent. And they had a large sum of money coming after the fact. And they had family that was willing to help them reach. Well, there right? you go. Yeah. But I, I would look at something like this in that same scenario and say, okay, this is a person that because the qualifying is so simple – like they maybe they you know, have sold their other house already. They've got this large down payment. We get that. Okay, the qualifying for this is mostly age related and right. the counseling and the you know right. like that's that's something that nobody else gets. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's kind of an odd set of you know ways to be looked at. But um, I would definitely see that as a super strong offer. Okay. Yeah. I a hundred percent would see that as a strong offer in comparison to somebody who is only a 5% down mm-hmm. um, just because it, you know, the, the appraisal and all the other things are going to be a little tougher. Yeah. Uh, most of, most of these buyers using this program are really rock solid. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've also had people put really large earnest monies down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yep, that we're helps seeing a lot of that. That right right helps too. Yeah. Yeah. We see people also releasing earnest money, which is a pretty interesting thing to be doing. A bit Yikes. frightening. Yeah. It, you know, it is. I mean, I kind of get it. I, you know, the, the conversations we have with our clients is, you know, don't go spend it. Right. Just yeah. hang on to it. Yeah. Just hang exactly. on to it just in case. Right. right. But, um, 
but yeah, I actually have that happening on a client right now. But um, but yeah, if someone's already sold another home and they're moving on to something else, then they probably are in the beneficial position of doing that, right? right? So they can compete in a market like this yep. um, with large, you know, deposit earnest money, large down payments. That all sounds good. I mean, to me, I hear this. I would feel very confident about a client choosing an offer this direction. Yeah. In fact, I don't... Uh, I'm trying to think if I would even see it. It's equal to, if not the same, like when we see a lot of these tech workers coming in and they've got like large RSUs or restricted stock units, yeah. right? Um, especially if they haven't sold them yet, I would probably feel more confident in this. Um, Cause I had to ask someone the other day, they're like, Oh, well they have that money in a brokerage account. I'm like liquid or not. Mm-hmm. You right. had another person say, Oh, well the money's coming from their 401k. I'm like, great. Do they have it yet? No. And that was a conversation we had to have with our client because we had two offer reviews in one day. And one of them, it was money coming from a 401k, which I know Eric and I have brought up on the show before. It's like, did they check before they wrote an offer? We've had times (laughs) where they checked. It's like, uh uh-oh, I can't get that. I thought I could. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and so, so I would definitely like this to me feels like it's a super rock solid option. So for those people who can utilize it, I kind of, I looking for myself going, why wouldn't you? Right. What? So why wouldn't someone? <laughs> I don't know. To be honest, I don't know. Like, um, yeah. I mean, that's as a seller. Um, uh, of, of course, it, I know what the program is. So right. Of course. I, yeah. But uh, I mean, but, just as a consumer, I'm like, <clears throat> why wouldn't I yeah. use this? If I was of a certain age, why yeah. wouldn't I use this versus a uh, traditional? Well, that's a, a, a good question. I mean, I guess maybe somebody who doesn't plan on being in the house a long time, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, there are costs associated just like any other mortgage. So Mm -hmm. I'd say it's not a, it's not a, a bandaid fix for, um, you know, either purchase or doing it on your, on your, the home that you live in. Um, but honestly, I don't know why somebody wouldn't choose to do this loan, um, even to preserve some of that cash rather mm-hmm. than um, I guess maybe if you're buying in a, in an estate that you plan on being in your family for generations to come. Okay. That well. makes, that makes some sense. And I, I want to ma- actually explore that just a little bit more when we uh, come back, we got to pay a couple bills here. Uh, so we're going to be right back with Janice Lehman from Homebridge Financial talking about reverse mortgages. So stay tuned. Got more really, really good information coming your way. Welcome back to Open House with Team Rebuy America Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And I'm Reba Hass from Team Reba. And Reba, we never, we, I always forget to put this out there, but uh, you and I are real people. We're we're available. We okay. talk to clients yes. every day, all the time. Oh yeah, we forget to give our own information. No, so so you give you give yours first because right. I I keep needing to go back to the new number that we've got. Oh right, right. Well, I'm I'm always available. You can email me Eric at ericismybanker.com. That's E R I C, uh, or you can call me anytime two zero six nine one five Eric two zero six nine one five three seven four two. And uh, if you're going to call me, I, you've given this advice before. Good idea just to send a real quick text first. Hey, I'm going to call you something about yes. the radio. Uh, that way, um, when I see the call come in, I'm, I'm less inclined to, um, 
you know, let it roll to to, to voicemail. We get I have a to lot say, of it's a, it's junk a dang- calls and things like well, that. Well, that's the, that's the truth. And if uh, okay, so here's the number for us over at Team Reba. It's two zero six four five seven two nine eight four. But it is important to text sometimes in advance because even with real estate agents, mm-hmm. people are moving here. From all kinds of other places. I had someone call from a 917 number the other day. Yeah. And I had to stop my team meeting because I had two offer reviews Mm. happening the same day. Yeah. And I'm like, I better just pick this up. And I I cringe because such a large number of them are still robocalls. Right. But sure enough... It's just a real estate agent who moved here from somewhere else and doesn't see the need to, or, or maybe they're just not even available with the 206. But I was like, I, I'm glad I picked your your call up because otherwise, uh, ugh, you know, or I actually even have uh, one of my clients who's looking to buy in a particular condo building, Insignia, by the way, anyone in the <laughs> Insignia Towers, north, north side, I'm interested in stacks three through seven um, <laughs> for a client, <laughs> but um, I've been getting phone calls from the people who live in those buildings and you know, they're from all over the place and it's just, it's just so much easier. If someone sends you a quick text saying, hi, I'm so-and-so I'm going to, can I give you a call right now? Mm-hmm. Because that's the whole thing is a phone call is right. an intrusion. Well, and that's right. And we're not just twiddling our thumbs all day long waiting no. for the phone to ring either. We're, we're busy. Right. Uh, so. And it's not that we don't have you know, the potential for new business. It's just that you've got preset meetings and your week planned. So, you know, we like to, we like to plan and we like to schedule. And the reality is if you call me while I'm in my car or while we're in the show or something else, I want to be able to sit and focus on you Mm -hmm. and, and listen to what you want to call me about. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. Well, good. Yeah. Well, we got that, got that out of the way. Yes. Thank you. So, and, and with us again, we've got Janice Lehman with Homebridge financial reverse mortgage division. So talking about reverse mortgages. So Janice, we, we've been, we just in the, before the break, we're talking about FHA financing. You're going to use our reverse mortgage to purchase a home. Um, But what are the loan limits for FHA just in our local King Pierce, Snohomish counties? So they just raised the, uh, the limit in January. So now we're up into about 822. Mm -hmm. Um, So up from the 700s. So uh, any property uh, over that 822 mark, uh, you don't get any, you know, additional benefit for. Gotcha. Um, however, there are some um, there are some proprietary products out out there that are more suited to properties that are a million and over. Okay. A uh, million, two, three, four. Okay. So there is a jumbo option, there, basically. There is a jumbo option. Yeah. And you can a use jumbo a jumbo reverse. A yeah. Ju- to purchase a home. Yes. Yeah. Or cool. to or to do a, you know, traditional refinance. Right. We're a little bit limited in Washington state so far uh in how you choose to take those funds. Mm-hmm. Um so it's not as um uh, uh there aren't as many options okay. uh, with the way you set it up in Washington state. Um I understand just because Washington state has some um odd rules that they're trying laws. to wade through, yeah. Sure. Well, and and like like everything we deal with every person situation is a story problem. And, right. and mm-hmm. so we have to kind of understand yes. what's going on with all of that to figure it out. Um, if, if, if I'm using, let's say it's a standard reverse mortgage, mm-hmm. I want to use it to purchase a home and that home happens to be a condominium. Are there special requirements for condos? Yeah. Um, the, the condo has to be FHA approved. Now it used to be um, till relatively recently that the whole 
complex had to be FHA approved. And that's not the case now. We can do spot approvals. Oh, that's really good to hear. Yeah, that's... That is super good to hear. Yeah. We Are they offering that in the traditional loans too now? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. So I'm very happy to hear that because that has been... We were too. That's been holding us back for a while. Yeah. However, so, yes. just like our sponsor of our show depends... <laughs> I wish uh, they were a sponsor. That, um, probably even more appropriate here that... Uh, but uh, there's... Uh, exposure limits and right. they won't do an unlimited number. And, right. and no, I, I totally get that. Yeah, yeah, they always have to yeah. have their restrictions. But the fact yeah. that we didn't have spot approvals for a really, really long time. Yeah. And there's a lot of buildings that aren't FHA no, approved absolutely. as a yeah. whole. I know you do education around that with different condo associations uh-huh. trying, I to, do. trying to coach them. Like this is good for your building yeah. to, to do these Got things. Got shot down on the last one, but you know, mm. next time. Yeah. So, okay. But I mean, that's, that's a great distinction. It's a good thing to know because um, condos for a lot of people, especially also agents, because going back to that, helping educate, if I'm the buyer agent and I'm trying to convince a seller's agent about this situation and they see me walk up with an FHA offer on a building, they've already maybe checked to see if it was FHA approved or not. Mm -hmm. They're going to immediately give me some pushback. So I need to know, like, do I have to run that past you? Like that, that building first or it's helpful if you do. Um, the other thing to consider is, is even, even though we're able to do spot approvals, we still have to get from the HOA certain documentation. Right. So the HOA has to be willing to, mm-hmm. you know, kind of participate. Cooperate on all of so, that. So, yeah. I mean, is it cooperate the, is, is a better it, word? Yeah. Is it the same kinds of things we would normally have during like a resale certificate review? Or is it, and do we have to have all of that up front or can we do yeah. that throughout the. No, it needs to be approved first. That's okay. Yeah. So for listeners out there, if you are, uh, if you own a condo and you think you're going to be selling it in the near future and you want to have this. So because we do have a hot market, a lot of agents are suggesting that you order your resale certificate in advance of Mm -hmm. going on market so it can be available for review during the purchase, you know, like as people are putting in their offers. Um, Now we do know that condos for a while, we're taking a, lot longer to sell and that's a living document so someone's paying for that document to have access to it because it's a lot of pages i mean i'm looking anywhere from 100 to 180 pages a lot of times mm-hmm. so um and someone's paying money to receive that but if if the expectation is that it will sell quickly then it's worth it to have that document in advance not just for this but for any buyer for an opportunity absolutely. to review yep absolutely and it can take a it can take a you know, a little while to get those depending on, yes, depending on who manages compiling it. If it's a big, a lot of the big condos use um, a standard company like condodocs.com or somebody like that, Mm -hmm. but a small condo project, it's done by a volunteer. Right. And that's what we've been dealing with with one of our other Mm -hmm. clients recently. We were getting everything very piecemeal, but thankfully we got everything by the time we went on market and we had people sign off on their resale in Mm -hmm. advance. So that's very useful. Yep. Okay, good. And, and, and let's talk about closing costs. How much yes. does one of these reverse mortgages cost? Well, typically, uh, your all your third-party costs are going to be about the same as any other mortgage. Okay, so, so title, so policy, title, escrow, escrow fees, recording, okay, appraisal. appraisal. Okay. Yeah, okay. those are going to be real typical, too. The, the recording cost is a little bit more because... There's more pages. Okay. But um, other than that, they're, you know, pretty typical. Um, 
and there may or may not be a loan origination fee, which I don't I don't know how often you see loan origination fees on traditional mortgages anymore. Not, I haven't. Not very often. Yeah. yeah. So it, it just depends on on the rate that somebody chooses as to whether okay. or not there there is a fee for that. The the biggest difference, I guess, between this and a conventional loan would be the upfront mortgage insurance premium. But with any loan that FHA insures, they charge an upfront mortgage insurance premium. Mm-hmm. So that's, pr- that's I guess, standard to FHA. So okay. that wouldn't really be any different. I, I, the percentages might be different. It's 2% on, on the Okay, a, a standard mortgage is 1.75%. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So pretty similar. Although on a standard mortgage, it's financed typically. So it's just tacked onto the loan balance. Yeah, same same with okay. this one, yeah. And, and Janice, if, if people have questions for you, how can they reach you? They can reach me. Um, my phone number is 206-909-5300. My email is Janice, J-A-N-I-S dot layman, L-A-Y-M-A-N at homebridge.com. Awesome. Well, All right. Thank you so much for being here with us you. again. We appreciate it. Thanks Absolutely. for having me. Thank you for joining us uh, again. We're here every Saturday through two or three o'clock, Sundays three to four. Thanks again and have a great weekend, everyone.